0: So, first off, we are Collie less uh, and uh, she's not going to be on the show today. Uh, Also, we're going to talk about the uh, escalation of force.
1: So, going only one step above what the other person is using?
0: Okay, so the courts are now saying that they want you to kind of stay on equal level.
1: Excuse me? Yeah. Um... (laughs) That doesn't make any sense cuz if someone slaps me on the butt, I'm not just going to reach over and slap them on the butt back. Okay.
0: All right. Wait. Let's save it for the actual podcast, okay?
1: Welcome to the Impact Defense Podcast. We are
0: dedicated to giving you the information that you need to help keep you safe. Now let's join our hosts, Brian Jada and Kylie. All right, guys. So with Kylie not here, uh, we are not going to have any kind of special funny voice for an ad portion or anything like that. Sorry, I don't do voices. All right, we have a new sponsor for the podcast. It is faithandfreedomclothing.com. Check them out. If you use the coupon code Impact Defense, it'll get you 25% off, but I'm going to let you in on a really quick little secret first time you go there, don't use that coupon code because the first time you go there, they're going to give you 40% off of your first purchase. But every time after that, when you go over there and check out their designs, uh, you get 25% off with the use of Impact Defense every time.
1: Awesome. And now for the news portion of our podcast with your host, me. So... This this story happened, from what I understand, this past week in Rio de Janeiro on the beach. So imagine that you're sitting on the beach, calmly enjoying your vacation, getting out of the chaos of the city. When you look over and see two men kind of arguing, one throws a swing at the other, there's a little bit of a hustle And then one picks up a caiman alligator and uses it to defend himself against the other and is now reaching forward and trying to let the caiman bite the other person. When a lifeguard swoops in, shoves them away from each other, and the alligator is dropped. Thankfully, the alligator was rescued by some firemen, and it was rehabilitated and released back into the wild. But I'm sure there is some mental trauma there.
0: Okay, wait, first off, if, if, if Steve Irwin hadn't already passed away, that would have been my first question if it was him. Um, so <laughs> oh, gosh, that is hilarious. So is it like his cousin... Brother Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> what well, is a small one?
1: <laughs> How would he pick it up if it weren't a small one?
0: Yeah, I know. I mean <laughs> Okay, so apparently you can find that video on YouTube it looked like. Um, Go look at that for yourself. That was uh that was very interesting, short and chaotic. <laughs> you know, we've talked a lot about improvised weapons before. <laughs> Man. That
1: Hey, I said handy dandy self-defense sharp.
0: You did. Um, you did when we talked but about
1: that's an alligator. so <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna look at the use of force continu- continuum. Uh, or the ladder of force, or use of force ladder. I've heard all kinds of different... I, I've even heard the use of force, like, color code now. i have not... I don't know what it is. I'm not going to lie. Um, I guess there's a color for each one of these things. But, yes.
1: So you're telling me that quartz... Want you to keep it at the exact same level of force? Yeah, that's How that's on that and, and that's on
0: average going throughout the country. So you know, there's
1: if you're attacked and
0: there, there's going to have to be some leeway here and there. Okay, and and this is going to change the way we're teaching our classes. This is just the most recent research that I've been doing. It's it's just showing that that the courts are more wanting instead of what what I was taught when we were doing this stuff and when I was doing like combative stuff and when I did firearms training and stuff like that, what I was taught was that you can step one higher level than what they are stepping. That's the way I was always taught. Um, apparently that's not so much the case. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through. The, the levels, okay, and then we just kind of go from there, and we could talk about each level, and maybe where it would work, where it wouldn't work, all these things. And okay, Le- the first level is presence, is just your being there, okay. So if maybe my that's not really going to do anything if I'm a if I'm the intended victim. But it is good. Uh, Well, yeah, it kind of would. Because if my presence, if the attitude that I'm giving off is something that is not going to be an easy victim, then that helps. Um, So if you want to look at presence that way as an actual act. But the other thing would be like a presence as in like somebody's going to steal something. Or let's say there's a dark alley and there's some dude who is you are his intended victim. My presence may stop that That so would be the first force level.
1: being presence would be the equivalent of like a security guard in a lot of areas, yeah when security guards going on, you know yeah,
0: yeah, security guards uh and just the way you carry yourself and handle yourself that kind of stuff uh, that kind of would be the first one so
1: um I I'm, guess a good example of that would be like the lady who is coming up to everybody's cars and I'm asking them for something, and all I did was make eye contact and, like, give her a look, and she stayed away from my car, but when I was leaving, she was halfway in someone else's vehicle screaming at them. Um, So, I guess that's just a use of presence.
0: Your RBF just chased them away.
1: Yeah, RBF is a great defense mechanism. I'm telling you. No, I... I I accredit RBF to a lot of (laughs) the the people that are scared of me currently. Like, I found out that my my younger siblings, who are now 17, and their friend is probably 17, um, (laughs) their friend is still scared of me from a look I gave him three years ago. Because he made a derogatory comment about something. Like, not even, like, relating to me, just made a derogatory comment, and I turned and looked at him. Mm. And, um, yeah, apparently he's still scared of me just off of the one look. I never said a word.
0: Oh, that's awesome. So, your presence. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: Fighting disjustice with Arvia. <laughs> <laughs> Injustice. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Whatever works. Yeah, words. Uh, lo- speaking of words, level two would be verbal. <laughs> So, verbal can be verbal de or is verbal de escalation. I understand that verbal de escalation is not always the calm the situation down.
1: Sometimes it's if you do not turn around. Yes. I am going to screw you up. Yeah. Walk away now. Yes,
0: absolutely. It's, it's
1: the a, intimidation.
0: Yeah. And, and sometimes, now you have to be able to read the room. Yes. In order to use this. Okay? If you cannot, if you're, you know, there there you are people. You have to people,
1: recognize your personal abilities and your personal. Um,
0: well, no, but, like, but also you have to be able to read the type, the, the people.
1: No, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, you have to be, you have to be honest about your ability to read a room.
0: Yeah. Like, if you yeah.
1: commonly aren't cued in when it comes to nonverbal um, signals and things like that, if you are not. If you don't pick up on things easily, yeah, there are some people who
0: just cannot do that. I have people very close to me that have trouble picking up and just reading the room, and sometimes you just kind of have to pull them aside and say something to them. So that's if if you're that person, maybe you want to constantly default to de-escalation in the mode of trying to calm the situation yes. down, because otherwise you may read it wrong. And all of a sudden, get jumped by five guys. You know what yeah, I'm saying? No,
1: we're in a, we're in agreement on that because <laughs> if you're if you pick up on something wrong and you think it's an intimidation thing, it's going to end a whole lot worse than if you read it wrong and yeah, it should have been. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, you can always de-escalate by calming down. Uh, that is actually a lot easier and really the only one we teach most of the time uh, until I feel like people are at a much much higher level in, of, of understanding. Let's look at this. Okay. Presence. We've already talked about that. Verbal de-escalation skills, be it, um, calming down or intimidation or anything like that. Uh, that would, you know, if, if their attack is verbal, I'm fully agree. I don't think their attack is verbal. You don't need to hit them. Okay. Now, if their attack is verbal, but it's a very, here's where I, I might would disagree with this at this level. I'm up against a wall and there's three guys around me and they're telling me how they are going to, you know, beat me, rob me, whatever. Probably not rob me, but I mean, they're telling me they're going to beat me. They're going to do the, you know, and I, I think, Oh, they're really, really going to commit some type of physical act of violence. Then I, and I think that would probably fall under the be okay. I tell you, I'm going to, I'm I gonna think, hit them. I
1: think a court of reasonable persons would agree with you.
0: Yes. But we just heard that the kind of the research is showing now that, that they will really want more equal level. But if
1: but I think three I'm gonna guys say, against one dude
0: <clears throat> Yeah, that that's a bit yeah. different. Um, I think what we always tell our students is basically a preemptive strike is okay as long as uh, the person is bigger than you. Well, okay, first off. The threat of violence is imminent. That's -hmm. not the way I tell children, but you know, it's, it's coming. You know, you're, you're pretty sure they're going to hit you. They're going to hurt you. They're going to do something. Okay. The threat of violence is imminent and they are bigger than you or there's more of them. So it has to hit at least two of those in order for it to be a justified thing, at least as a self-defense instructor. Now, I can't guarantee courts, but I can guarantee one thing. If I'm in that situation, I'm going to hit somebody before I take off, you know? Um,
1: You've just got to decide that your physical well-being is more important to you than...
0: Yeah, but again, I really agree with you in the fact that I do believe that most, in, in most court settings a reasonable jury is going to look and go like, yeah, that makes sense. But how many reasonable (laughs) juries do we have? Well, that's the thing. I mean, we're, we're running up against more and more of those, but anyway. A
1: big part of the problem is that a lot of, or most people don't realize how violence actually occurs. Yeah. And so it makes it.
0: No, we've learned that more and more um, just by teaching, um, seminars and teaching, uh, concealed carry classes because everybody comes in there to concealed carry classes thinking one of two things, or actually no Take the back. Most people that come take concealed carry classes, think two things. Number one, they think they're already John wick. Number two, uh, they think they understand that how violence works and that they are going to be able to pull a gun out of their pocket and solve all of the problems. That is the problem in most of these cases. Now, I'm pretty sure that most concealed carry instructors do not understand that everybody is not John wick, but unfortunately there are many, many concealed carry instructors who do think that just that gun is still good enough. That's all you need. You know, and that's where that's, I think that, well, again, that's why we got into it. All right. The next level will be soft hands. Okay. Um,
1: Come on, buddy. We're just
0: going to leave this place. <laughs> yeah, guiding, uh, up to, like, pushing. Uh,
1: like, you don't need to be here. Get out
0: of here. <laughs> yeah. Basically, almost anything before actually hitting someone is would be soft hands. Uh, you know, so that whole just, you know, pushing, guiding, whatever, manipulating a little bit, maybe. That might get, depends on what you're manipulating. If you're small joint manipulations, that might be different. I don't know. You know, grabbing somebody's finger and yanking it. I don't know. Maybe not to go so well. But anyway, soft hands. Yeah, if somebody's pushing me, I, I agree with that probably. But if you take that and you add it to, add that to the fact that, you know, maybe they are threatening you, threatening your life, threatening whatever. And they're putting hands on you. You can probably hit them and move, kind of jump up. Um, But again, we can't guarantee anything, unfortunately. Um, So, but I don't have a whole lot of disagreement with that. You know, if somebody's just pushing you and you can, well, freaking leave for one thing. I mean, you know, we've talked about it before. The very first avenue is escape every freaking time. So, you have anything to add to soft hands?
1: Learn some escort, like, grabs. Like, <laughs> those are fun. If you're going to have to use soft hands, at least make it.
0: <laughs> yeah, so you're talking about the escort grabs. So, uh, we, were, we were talking about, I've taught those for years. Um,
1: uh, you might want to give a tiny explanation. I'm going of what to. It, okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, and that's basically grabbing someone in such a way where it gives some pain compliance that you can move them, okay? There are several different versions in several different ways. I have my favorite, and it's that whole gooseneck thing, and you you kind of lock somebody's elbow up, and then you fold their fingers toward their forearm on the bottom, so you have this gooseneck kind of lock. And you're standing there beside them. To everyone else in the room, it doesn't look bad at all, but to the person in that position, it can be very, very painful. I have a student
1: but not but not maiming no not maiming it's 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 pain
0: compliance
1: yeah it's it it creates pain in the wrist and up the arm so that whenever they like try to struggle or move away you can really quickly put more pressure on it and they really quickly stop trying
0: (laughs) so one of one of my guys he he was with me for a very long time uh he moved away he became a police officer I do want to try to have him on the podcast sometimes. I just... It, it would be a lot of fun, I believe. Um, so, anyway. Uh, he... We brought... He came back and he was telling me, he says, Oh, yeah, Brian, you won't believe I got to use the the escort lock. Which is, you know, what we called it. And uh, he was telling about us a guy he had to remove from a court, courthouse. And... The guy just was being a real butt, and he was trying to remove him. And he said, I tried everything I could to peacefully remove him. And, you know, they obviously don't want them to hit anyone in a courthouse, and I don't blame them. And, you know, he doesn't want to. He's one of the guys that I think he's just like, he's perfectly suited to be a police officer. I can't think of a, a more perfect person to be a police officer than this guy. Anyway, he just, he, he grabbed the guy's arm and he folded it up, had him locked up before he realized what was going on. And he says, okay, now we're going to step outside and you're going to go on. Do you understand? And the guy uh, suddenly was very compliant and he was willing to go right outside with him. He said it only took him a couple of times, squeezing his wrist just a little bit. And the guy's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, so he escorted him right outside and he said, go on. <laughs>
1: On their little guy. <laughs> <All right. laughs> all right. That's what that's all I can think of whenever I was a little bit more than a small guy,
0: you know. So than the average adult by a decent bit So, a know, bit that's probably very much so. a
1: of soft The and of soft someone in of putting someone in of those like of those out of a out of a event, bit of a think bit of is, like, you know... I, just, just that image of the petty, like the petty criminals and stuff from like sitcoms. You know? Oh yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. And yeah. I just
1: get that image. I know that's not how it works, but it's <laughs> funny to imagine.
0: Yeah. All right. So moving on. Uh, the next one would be hard hands. Hard hands is punches. Yeah, strikes. Punches, kicks, knees, elbows. Anything at that point in time when you are hitting someone. So striking. Um, yeah. I think now is that point where it starts to get harder to constantly agree because if it's, if you're only allowed to strike or, you know, physically fight, strike, grapple, throw, whatever, and the other person is a more gifted striker, then don't you need some type of equalizer, like some type of non-lethal tool? Or like
1: a small woman against a large grown man.
0: Yeah. And, and... You know, I'm probably making too much over the fact that the, that the research is showing that they want it on more of an equal level. Okay? But if you are...
1: If there is a misunderstanding with anyone in the court, that becomes a problem. Yeah. Like, it depends on what you consider equal footing. If you are talking about levels of force... And you want only hard hands against hard hands, or soft hands against soft hands, or words against words. It, need, it, it, it can't be always fair. Yeah. It can't. And it sounds fair when you say it, but it's not when you consider the differences in people. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I'm just going to say, if you and me were in a fight... That's not, and we were both only using hard hands, my hard hands is a whole lot different than your hard hands, and that is not equal footing.
0: Are you saying you would kick my butt? No.
1: <laughs> the opposite. There has to be more of a force equalizer in that sense, and it can't just be the words are equal, or yeah. the hands are, it's not. That's where our problem comes in. Yeah,
0: yeah. And and I think it's going to really determine, or it really depends on the jury in most of these cases. Um, But yeah, when you're striking, if you are completely outgunned in your striking, uh, in your fight, you have got to do something to kind of equalize. Something, a force multiplier. So now, does that mean that you're in a, non-lethal type of situation you're you're maybe in a fight and the other person is winning uh, but there is no threat of death great bodily harm or rape can you just whip that gun out or knife out or something that is a lethal tool no no you cannot now
1: well that falls under use of deadly force yes that's
0: deadly force so we're not quite there yet um
1: And I think my mind separates use of deadly force and then use of other forms of force.
0: So if I pull the gun out but I don't use it, then, or if you pull the gun out and you don't use it, yeah, it's potentially deadly. Yeah, under the exact laws, whatever, uh, you know, people could possibly get in trouble. But do they? Actually, no, statistically. Most of the time, if you just kind of pull that gun out, in that situation and it ends the situation, and that's it, that's all that ever happens, then good. But if it, you know, it can change, and and it can go bad for you as well. So I don't think it's the best option. Um,
1: Just, like, one thing I'm thinking about is, let's say that there is a domestic abuse situation or something like that, and in this case it would be the husband or boyfriend versus the wife or girlfriend, and he is being abusive and there's not the necessarily threat of death or any of those other things, but he is beating her for the sake of beating her. Would it then be wrong for her to pick up the hammer or mallet that's laying beside her as she's being beaten and hit him with it to get him off of her?
0: It depends on what you're asking. Are you asking what's legal or are you asking what my opinion is? <laughs> if it's legal, I really don't know. And it's going to come down to that jury. If it's my opinion, uh, yeah, I don't have very good... Um,
1: that's. I don't that's,
0: have a whole lot of... Mm, this I This is think just of right what I'm saying
1: to. to get people thinking of oh, yeah. that what they think of as equal footing mm-hmm. is not actually equal footing right. when you get down to the nitty gritty of it. Yeah. Um, because if she's just using her hands against his, it's it's not a fair fight. Yeah. No. Generally speaking.
0: I would agree. Okay, so now looking into the next level, which would be less than lethal tools. Something like an OC spray, uh, yeah, pepper spray, um, you know, some type of kubaton, something like that that would be less than lethal um,
1: so after hard hands is after hard hands would be not, less than lethal yeah okay
0: tools um so that's when you would pull out some type of thing and now, th- you know there's would a hammer
1: categorize categorized as um, lethal or less than lethal or does it depend it on, depends how on how, it's on how used you're using in that it okay <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm watching a TV show and a hammer was used in self-defense. Oh, okay. And so, it, I don't know. Hammer's on my mind.
0: Did you see the one? And I'm way well off subject a little bit. Um, did you see the thing where the guy's trying to break into somebody's house and there's like a mail slot? And he sticks his arm in the mail slot and is reaching for the doorknob and the homeowner comes up and he's got a hammer or something in his hand. He goes, whack! And hits the guy's arm. Uh. <laughs> and then you just hear the guy scream, whack! Yeah, there's a law you're talking about. Is that legal? Is it not? Legal? Bro, yeah, on TikTok, like, yeah, that guy. Yeah, that guy. I like that guy.
1: He's funny. He
0: was like, "Yep, that's actually legal." Now, a lot of these things come down to j- uh, uh, juries, so there's there's the the rub on a lot of this. But I
1: know it's like listening. He, he will sometimes insert his opinion afterwards. He go, but he is a defense attorney, so mm-hmm. it's like, despite how creepy that may be. <laughs>
0: Uh, if I if I could remember his name, I would say it on the podcast here, but I can't remember his name. But anyway, there's a defense attorney on on TikTok that is uh, that runs through a lot of these things, and actually, it's 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 rather educational and entertaining.
1: I would love to watch him in court. I'm not gonna lie.
0: I would imagine he'd be very professional and not nearly as entertaining. In
1: court. No, I know. Okay, but he would also have to. You're you you also need charisma to work in yeah. that because you've got to convince a jury. Yeah. And well, as much as I would love it to be just straight facts, charisma does play a part in it. It does. It does. Um, for the better or worse, you know, of it. But I'd imagine he would still be very interesting to watch in court. Mm-hmm. And so, law's always interested me, but law school has not. Oh.
0: Uh, to an extent, sometimes. But, you know, when you're reading the written law, yeah. a lot of times it gets on my nerves so bad.
1: By law, I mean application.
0: Yeah. Um. I like stuff like that, you know. I can, I can sit there and watch his videos a lot.
1: Attorney just because if I don't fully believe my client, I would never be able to defend them. Yeah. And so I think you have to have a certain level of being able to do that, and trusting the justice system to be able to do that. And I'm not downing anybody who does, but I don't enough to be able to do that.
0: So I was kind of talking about less than lethal tools. There was an officer who says, if you carry a gun, uh, he, and he's a retired officer, he says, if you carry a gun, carry pepper spray also. This was his thing. He said, you know, as a police officer, he went his entire career, he never shot anybody. He says, but man, he said, I pepper sprayed a lot of people. And he said, there's a lot of situations that are called for pepper spray that are just not called for a gun. And I, and I wish we could get more people to understand that as well. All right, and now we move into deadly force. Deadly force. Gun, knife, anything deadly. A hammer to the head, you know. Uh, anything can't, I mean, not anything can be deadly force, but I mean, a lot of things can be. You know, baseball bats can be. Uh, you know, hammers can be. You know, there's all these things that can be deadly force. You have to be careful when just saying, I think it's, it's the force in which, can possibly cause death that is deadly force
1: use of deadly force falls under three different categories three different situations make it okay to use deadly force according to the law Um, and that would be uh, you firmly believe that you are either going to be maimed so extreme bodily harm that will cause lasting possibly lifetime damage Yeah, Um, that would be maiming or threat of death, which would definitely call for use of deadly force, and then the last one is labeled sexually assault, but what it actually—well, no, that's North
0: Carolina law. You can't just—sexual assault. Be, we,
1: that's just North Carolina law. That's that is—that's
0: basically North Carolina. That's the way North Carolina law states it. Uh, but if we're looking at overall, it depends on the state. In every one of these situations, depend on the state. The state laws are different. The way we look at it in North Carolina is the threat of maiming, uh, great bodily harm. No, that is the same thing, sorry. The threat of great bodily harm, death, or rape. Yeah. We can't guarantee that, that that is the same in every state and every country. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have people that listen to this in several different states, and we have people that listen to this in several different countries. So we can't exactly yeah, say. That's
1: I, we, we do need to preface this with we can only tell you what our what our law says yeah so you're gonna have to do the research on what your state or what your country allows yeah um for instance in
0: uh some people in, some <laughs> some people live in places where deadly force is not exactly. an That's option at all like,
1: canada they don't allow you any kind of deadly force but you're not allowed to really carry any tool for self-defense no you're not so um not even pepper spray or anything like that which is absolutely stupid um, yeah, because not criminals, to insult like, an entire country, but I'm insulting an entire country. Well, no, no, um, it's <laughs>
0: it's the bureaucracy there that's actually keeping people from being able to defend themselves.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, um, but it's, as far as where we go, the law labels it sexual assault, but they mean rape. Yeah. So, like, you can't use deadly force if someone comes up and like slaps you on the butt. Yeah. You can deck them. And you should. Yeah, you really should.
0: We say that constantly all the time to all of our classes. All right, guys. So basically, this has just been an overview of that use of force continuum or use of force ladder. Um, I hope you have enjoyed it. I hope you have learned something. And as we are moving forward here, don't forget our sponsor, our new sponsor, faithandfreedomclothing.com. And after, I guess, on your – you can only use their uh, coupon code as a new customer once – Every time after that, though, you can use impact defense to get yourself 20% or 25% off of anything they have in the store. Um,
1: Um, So that use of deadly force ladder is presence, um, words, what is it actually? Yeah, I'll use the actual words for it instead of just my interpretation. Yeah, so presence, verbal de-escalation, words soft hands hard hands less than lethal weapons uh, i.e. pepper spray um, and then lethal force so there's your escalation ladder
0: yep uh, and also if you've enjoyed the podcast if you continue to enjoy the podcast please go over to apple podcast rate us and review us and any five-star reviews we do try to read on the episode we hadn't read them in a couple times to be honest with you i've kind of Uh, I've been out of town teaching and I haven't looked before recording this one, so I'm not really sure if we have any new ones or not, but we will catch up on the next one. Uh, thank you guys so very much for listening and we will see you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to the impact defense podcast. If you would like to learn more about how to keep yourself safe, check out the articles, videos, courses, and seminars at www.impactdefense.online. We also do training for security teams, churches, businesses, groups, and more. Stay sharp, stay focused, and train
1: hard.